Being a Better Man, episode 125. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. When I was a kid, I had the privilege of belonging to the Boy Scouts of America. I was part of Troop 48, and it was a great experience that I'm really grateful for. We went on awesome campouts every month, and I learned so much about the flora and fauna of Washington State, and I learned a lot of other great skills as well, like how to tie knots and how to start a fire. I would say that overall... Being in Boy Scouts gave me some tremendous advantages that I would not have had otherwise. One of the great things about being a Boy Scout was that every year there was a week-long summer camp in a beautiful area on the shores of Summit Lake. Summer camp was awesome because the lake was there, of course, but also because there were lots of other troops of boys from different parts of the state, and it was an opportunity to make new friends. We ate our food in a big military-style mess hall, and there was a gigantic fireplace at one end, and all through our meals we were entertained by people singing goofy songs, and it was just generally a great time for a boy. So at my second year of summer camp... I was 12 years old. It was 1974. The first year of summer camp, the year before, I had impaled my leg with a pocket knife. This year would be different, because I was older now, and wiser. At the first breakfast of summer camp, I went to put salt and pepper on my eggs, and someone, almost certainly one of the older boys, had unscrewed the lid on the pepper shaker. There was always mild hazing going on toward the younger boys, of which I was still one. A pile of black pepper fell out onto my plate, burying my eggs and sausage. I heard the older boys laughing, but I remained motionless for a moment. I knew what was going on. I knew that they were trying to get a reaction out of me, and I was not about to give them that satisfaction. I calmly retrieved the pepper lid and screwed it back on without a word. Then I proceeded to spread a pile of pepper evenly out across the other food on my plate, even onto my pancakes, and then I just started eating it as if nothing had happened out of the ordinary. The perpetrators of this prank were obviously disappointed and confused. In my peripheral vision, I could see them looking at each other and then back to me. Finally, one of them asked me why I was eating so much pepper on all my food. I stopped eating for a minute, as though he had interrupted my meal. I looked at him as if I didn't hear the question and asked him to repeat it. He asked me again why I was eating so much pepper all over my food. I answered simply that I love pepper, and then I went back to eating. The older boys kept watching me until my plate was empty. To be honest, it tasted horrible, but the victory I felt in having ruined their joke tasted very sweet. 
I felt I had earned some points, and I had climbed a rung or two higher on the pecking order with that response. There's always a pecking order of some kind, and in a climate like summer camp, with so many boys between the ages of 11 and 18, it was really all about the pecking order. How tough are you? How much can you take? How funny are you? How many friends do you have? How good of a swimmer are you? Etc., etc. These are all things that would increase or diminish your standing in the pecking order, which was like an invisible ranking system in which everyone, by the end of the week, would know their place. Breakfast ended and we all went to our respective activities, and I was glad that meal was over. Later that day, at lunchtime, I was surprised to see that a good number of boys seemed to have an interest in my food. They were watching me. Apparently, news of my breakfast pepper antics had spread very quickly. I ignored everyone, of course, pretending not to notice that they were all watching me. I overheard one or two boys mention the word pepper in their whispered conversations. Crap, I thought. Now they're waiting to see if I pepper my food again. Now, I could have just ate normally from there out, and the whole pepper thing would have ended. But I felt like I was in a situation that had gotten out of control. I felt like if I didn't pepper my food, then I would have a reputation of being dishonest, that I wasn't really the person I had said I was at breakfast. So I reached for the pepper shaker, and I emptied it to the oohs and ahs of the onlookers, and then... I ate it. Even though my food tasted horrible, there were some positives. There were like 160 boys at camp, and suddenly they all knew who I was. I had become infamous, and they had started calling me Dr. Pepper. Every meal after that was the same. Everyone would watch as I buried my delicious camp food in mounds of pepper, so much that I could no longer see my food. And then they would squeal with delight as I ate it, savoring every bite as though it was the most exquisite thing I had ever eaten. I had most of the kids fooled, but not the adults. My scoutmaster took me aside one day and basically told me I could drop the pepper charade. He said he knew what was going on. I acted as though I didn't understand what he was talking about, of course. I told him I loved pepper and that I enjoyed it on everything. He wasn't prepared to force me not to eat pepper, so I went about my business. Dr. Pepper was quite famous by the fourth day of camp. I found that I had to keep increasing the amount of pepper to keep my new fans happy, and I had to put it on things that pepper was not intended to go on. That week I put pepper on strawberry shortcake. I put it on ice cream. I even put it in my cereal in the morning. I really hated the pepper. But I did love the attention and the respect I seemed to be generating. I loved the fact that everyone knew who I was and that I was called Dr. Pepper. My celebrity status outweighed the fact that I had not enjoyed anything I'd put in my mouth since I left home. The rest of the week went on as usual, except for everyone in camp acting like they knew me. I had a great week. Friday was the last day at camp. We got all packed up to leave and prepared for one last big meeting at which our parents would attend, and then we would all go home. 
My parents could not help but notice how popular I had become. They asked me, why is everybody calling you Dr. Pepper? I just told them it was my nickname. Later, I saw my parents in a deep conversation with the scoutmaster while we were on stage engaged in some kind of performance. I suspected the gig might be up. My parents didn't say anything to me about it, though. They drove home while I entertained them with all the stories and adventures I had gained during the week. I did not mention Pepper, though. The next day, my mom served breakfast, first to Dad and then to my brother and sister. I was so looking forward to eating something that was not covered in Pepper. But when my mom brought my plate to the table, lo and behold, it was covered with a mound of black Pepper. I was stunned and shocked and embarrassed and disappointed all at the same time. My family was all just watching me now, seeing what I would do. The problem was, I didn't know what to do. If I eat this pepper, then it'll start all over. I would have to eat pepper on everything for the next six years until I left home, just like at camp. I just couldn't do it. I slumped in my chair. I was deflated and defeated. Now my parents started chuckling a bit, saying things like, What's the matter, Dr. Pepper? Not enough pepper? And when I didn't see the humor in their jokes, they got more serious. They told me the scoutmaster had told them about my behavior during the week, and they invited me to tell them how it all came about. My mom brought me a new pepper-free plate, and I proceeded to tell them the whole story. The same story I'm telling you right now, basically. After that, I went back to a regular portion of pepper on appropriate foods only. And that's the end of the story. As you might have guessed, I learned some good things in this experience. Among those lessons, I learned the importance of being honest with myself and everybody else about who I am. I learned that trying to be something you're not just isn't sustainable. And when it falls apart... You look like a fool. I also learned that fame and popularity are a lot of fun, but they're also fleeting and hollow at the same time. Now I was back home in my regular life, and all those guys I was trying to impress were somewhere else. I had gained nothing from all the suffering I had gone through with the pepper. Yep, I learned it is always better to just be yourself. All right, guys, now head out into the world and remember that the only person you should really be trying to impress is yourself. Be true to yourself. Be true to who you are and be really clear about it. It's one thing nobody can ever take away from you while you're being a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Dr. Pep, I mean, Alf Herigstad, signing out.